so what job were you just at? I had a lock, a door had to be open. Nobody was uh, answering the phone on the other end. And uh, there was like foreclosing proceedings going on. So, you know, you have to gain access to a property, right? So you phone somebody like me, right? So what do you mean foreclosing? Oh, like say like uh, somebody left the country and they abandoned a property or something like that, but they locked it before they left. The landlord or whatever can't get in. So they call somebody like, like me for, for something like that, right? What do you have to do to get in? Well, we will open the lock. Yeah, pick the lock open, most likely. How long does it normally take? You know, it depends on your skill. You know, if you're good, then sometimes you could open it up quickly. But if, if it's, uh, you know, a tougher lock or you're not as skilled, then, you know, you could be there for a long time really long time right so that's you know there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of skill involved in that that's probably why a lot of people don't do it right so what's a short amount of time like seconds or <laughs> or you know you you could be at it for hours you know it's uh it all depends on like yeah your capability right what's the longest time you've spent on a lock the longest when I was first starting, probably like 45 minutes or something like that. When they want it open no matter what. And and maybe you don't have uh, the pieces with you to, to replace something, right? So maybe your, your options are kind of low, right? Say like you're, you, you go to a business and they have, uh, you know, something that you're working on. You, you know, as a contractor, you got to make sure you don't wreck that. Say you wrecked something. Now you're responsible to fix it. So if you don't have, you know, material on, on hand, then you know what, you, you kind of learn not to wreck anything like, oh, well, I won't wreck it then, you know, or, or you were cause any damage or, you know, anything like that. Right. So there's a lot of precision involved. I would say, yeah, definitely for sure. Well, there's, there's a lot of forethought too. It's like everybody that calls, you know, kind of goes through a checklist of, of things before, you know, you actually really want to do the work for anybody right <laughs> you got to provide me with some information i'm not just you can't just hire me and say hey this is what i want you to do you know we, we actually you know a lot of guys have the option of just saying no you know or go find somebody else or something right what's your checklist you have to go through well it depends on the situation if i'm working for like a realtor or something like that you know there's a lot of you know trust involved there you know just to get a realtor's license right so you know giving them some uh so they have some credentials. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so th that way you don't have to ask as many questions, right. You know, but say, uh, somebody just called me and said, you know, I need a key for my car. My car key is lost. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll need a license and I'll need a, uh, the registration. Yeah, the registration. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, right. Matching the license, you know, or, oh, and some people, they just can't understand that. It's like, well, you know, I got to make sure I'm not just, you know, say it was your teenage kid that called me and he wanted a key, but he was willing to pay the money for it. But dad said, no, but dad's gone. Right. So you're giving possession of something to somebody, right? So you really have to, you know, be engaged and, you know, some people, uh, but you take that responsibility quite seriously. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, you have to show me your license and it has to match match your face <laughs> right you know and it, it you gotta be pretty bold to like invite somebody over and then last minute try to switch around oh i don't have the license oh, okay well why don't you or oh this isn't you 
like this never happened. This has never happened to me personally, but you know, it's an industry. Like people don't think that it's, it's that big of an industry, but definitely uh, a, a larger industry than I think people would think. Yeah. Well, what are you generally called for? Mostly I do commercial. So apartment buildings and, you know, businesses and then uh, time fill with residential and, and uh, automotive when I, when I can have the time there. What are they generally calling you to do? Either uh, replace the locks because like say, say a tenant moved out and a new person moves in like a, say it was a tattoo shop or something. Right. And now a grocery store is moving into the same building. They don't want to leave the same keys. Maybe the tattoo people had 20 clients or maybe they've been there for 20 years. You know, who knows who has had keys for the the property. You just want to eliminate the, the ability for somebody just to walk straight in by. So what we recommend is to, to, to rekey the locks to a new key or new locks altogether. And then that way, whoever else had keys before will no longer have keys, right? Because just because you moved out of a place or a house, however many, or wherever you are, doesn't mean that like grandma didn't have a key in a jar in the kitchen for 20 years. And now, you know, your second cousin from Ontario is showing up and he took the key and he's back in three weeks after the house is sold and he just walks into your place because he's got a key. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Like that, that, and that, that can happen. Right. Generally locks are the main barrier. Yeah. Between somebody coming in your house. Well, like, yeah. Say like somebody was kicking in my neighbor's door. I'd be like, Hey, I think somebody's breaking in right now. (laughs) Right. You know? So yeah, it provides that barrier, that sense of security for people. Like where it's like, you know, you, you live on a good block, hopefully where your neighbors would notice something like that and, and, you know, help you out, you know, call it in or, or, uh, at least take yeah. notice of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't go get involved. Just call it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what did you do before you got into locksmithing? What was the big transition for me is I had uh, a job in a kitchen that uh, paid me very well, of course. And, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause they always do, right? Yeah, of course. The, the tip sharing pool just, it goes, <laughs> pays rent and, and, and everything you'd ever want. Uh, but, uh, it just, it just wasn't enough. And I was like, ah, you know, I just wanted to get out of the kitchen. And, uh, I just decided one day I was like, I'm just going to go hand out resumes at all these lock places and see if I get a job. You know, I kind of, I thought it would be interesting. I didn't want to work in a, in, in the restaurant industry anymore. So that like leaves out a lot of stuff. It, it fell into the trades. So there, so it was, it was an option. Somebody had, had presented the option to me at some point where oh well it's a trade you could do it and uh i was lucky enough to get land a job what do you mean lucky enough not necessarily anyone will just hire you like just because you want to do it or just because you're skilled enough to do it or you may know a little bit the places i hire you want to invest in you they want to put you through school they want you to stick around for you know Oh, so it's a bit of an apprenticeship. They're, yeah, they're yeah, putting their yeah. trust in you. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like when they when they so I got hired at a door place, and they did you know some some like lock work, but it wasn't very extensive, right? And I'd let them know like you know if something else better comes along, I'll be I'll be heading that way, and then it did. So I ended up just going for an interview, thinking ah no, I already had a job. I was a young guy, thinking you know I'm gonna sit stick this out for a bit. 
And he said, no, just come in and talk to me. Like I, I let him, I, I let him down on the phone. I was like, no, I'm not coming. And he was like, no, just come. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll show up. So I showed up and he convinced me to, uh, to join the team. You know, it was only four, four people there or whatever. Right. And I think in like the 20 years that they'd been open, the, you know, 10 people had worked there or something like, you know, and hire a lot of people. Right. <laughs> so, um, but they, yeah, they, they, they raised my wage by a dollar, a whole dollar back in the nineties or early or not nineties, early 2000 was, you know, you know, more of a, more of a jump than it is now. So I jumped over there and stayed there for quite a few years and, and did training and schooling. What was unexpected when you first started? Like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an older industry. So like I was fortunate enough not to be like dragged along, uh, in, in somebody's van, like place to place to place. Like we had a location, there's an actual shop that we went to and then we would leave from the shop. Right. So just the responsibility part, you know, you're a young man, you know, you're old enough to vote, you know, you could take a trip if you want, but now like you just because you work there didn't mean you have like full access to everything. It's like you're, you know, the responsibility, you know, slowly comes. It's like, oh, eventually they gave me a key for the front door and said, oh, okay, you know, if something happens or relate, you know, you, you can open now. It wasn't like my first day there, like, okay, and this is how everything works. You know, there was a lot of, of, of things that I had to train myself to do because maybe somebody wasn't, you know, over my shoulder enough. Like when you're teaching anybody anything, it takes twice as long to teach somebody to do it than it would be for yourself to do it. It's just one of those things is you're you're in a high paced environment and you gotta you gotta keep up and maybe you miss, you know, you missed that one because you weren't there or you weren't ready to be there. You didn't see it. You slowly put things together as, as time goes on and right and that's I think that's what building experience is. So the pace was different when you first started. Yeah, maybe that would be say. Yeah, that would. Yeah, yeah, because it was. It was. You had to uh, to tend to everybody's needs that walked in the door, and then do everything that else that was expected of you as well, right? But you were slower because you're the rookie. Oh yeah, right for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, they're standing over your shoulder, being like, "All right, you'll get it, I think." Right. You know, and somebody's over there waiting on the other side and they're just like, you know, trying to be patient with you, right? Like, you know, okay, yeah, this is how it goes. You know, but then, and that's the thing, it's technical. And so it's just because I can tell you how it works doesn't mean you can take that apart and put it back together. You know, like, can you hold that piece in that little spot just at the right time and then put everything back together? It's, you know, you can't just you know, throw it back together, so to say, right? Like there's, there's a lot of nuance to this. Yeah. It's finicky, right? It's totally finicky. Yeah. So what were you messing up on in the beginning? Oh, I don't know. It could be anything. Um, it depends on uh, like, you don't want to lose anything again. Like I said, you don't want to wreck anything or, or lose anything. Like you're, you're talking about things that are very, very tiny. And one of the things that I remember on the wall was it had a Murphy's law and it, set it on a uh, on a piece of paper and it was there for a long time you could tell and uh, it started to make sense as i started working there as i had to read that and i'd be like damn that thing fell where the hell did that thing fall right and you're like you don't know if there's a shop there's stuff everywhere you know you might have another piece somewhere but you want to 
you know, you, you want to do the preventative yeah, measure exactly. of having a clean workspace. So, so you're looking for it. And yeah, if it's gold, it falls on something gold. If it's black, it falls on something black. You know, you look for those first and you start to figure things out. Right. And, and, and yeah, that's what it comes. Experience comes right by trial and error. <laughs> How frustrating was it in the beginning? Oh, I still, uh, sometimes like, you know, you get frustrated, you do get frustrated in a different way now. Like you still get, I still get frustrated. I'm like, Oh, I can't do that. Or I don't know how to do that. Or somebody else is doing it faster or better or, or what, or you see it online and you know, there's, you get some sort of competition with somebody, you know, there's somebody's best take, you know, and you're, you know, but you, before you kind of get frustrated that you didn't know, or you couldn't do it. But now you get frustrated because you're like, maybe you're not doing it fast enough or you forgot, Oh, this little thing that it has to be done first or second or third, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the yeah. bar has been raised. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to know you gotta, you gotta be on your game the whole time. Right. So it's, it's, it's fun though. It is fun because you get to meet a lot of different people and also, uh, like nothing's really like the same, you know, it is the same, but it's different in a way. Like everybody's house is a little different, you know, everybody's business is run a little differently. You know, some of the locks are all the same, but the environment changes too. Yeah. So what's a memorable lock you had to do? Like a good story one? <laughs> yeah, let's like go with that. Maybe maybe my most memorable ones won't, won't be as like exciting just because it's like the lock opened really fast. Yeah. Right. How's you that know? not exciting? <laughs> well, it's so exciting, but like, it's hard to like build it up, uh, you know, other than like the lock opening really quick, there's not much to the story, a very memorable one. So a lady and her family, like it was like, I think there was like seven people there and you could tell they were all a family and, uh, uh, she had called and they were locked out and I was like, oh, okay. So you do the, you know, is this a place you own and they own it? Okay, good. Uh, you have ID. Okay. No, they have ID. Okay. With your dress on. Okay. So that's good too. And then it's a good area. So, okay. Yeah. It's nighttime. So a good area. I'll go. And then, uh, I'm, I'm there. I, the door was open already and, uh, like I had done everything that I had to do, uh, on site to make sure it was, it was who, who, who was calling me and everything. I got the ID and checked and everything. And then a police officer just walks up and just kind of, asks what was happening here oh well you know the neighbor or he didn't say the neighbor he said oh well somebody uh, called in there's a little noise over here and kind of was like oh, okay well you know explain the situation and and he was like uh he was okay with it but he's like yeah kind of questioning like whether that was happening or not and and i kind of you know just told him i was like well I was like well we're not running away here we're just <laughs> we're just standing here like answering your questions like then he asked to see her id and i was like okay i'll well, show him your id you know and, and then everything kind of seemed to cool down and everything like that but i think they were ready for like some runners because all of a sudden two other police officers jumped out from behind a, a parked car like like 10 feet away i didn't know i did they were there and then another one showed up and i was like another one drove by and i was like okay well they were they were ready you know, they were ready. I was ready too. I was like, I, I'd made sure they had pictures of themselves on the mantle. You know, there's like, <laughs> you go to school, there's like little things that you're supposed to watch for. Like, you know, does, does the dog like them? You know what I mean? Like, it's not your dog. It's pretty weird. 
<laughs> like, you know what I mean? Is there pictures of them on the walls? It's like, yeah, that's my picture of me at my house. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's little things that you, you know, you start to be able to pick up on. You can look for right away. And they and, teach you this in the school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's kind of some of that stuff that, that falls into it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It comes down to it, you know, cause they, they you know, they're, there's a lot of forethought that goes into a program, right? So yeah, they just want to make sure that they're going to send out somebody and they're going to know to, to ask the right questions, right? Yeah, instead yeah. of you being an accomplice to break and enter or something. Yeah, 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 well, for sure. Like you, that that's exactly what we don't want to happen, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? So yeah, if, if anyone's calling and they're getting, you know, a few extra questions, you know, that's the reason, right? So, you know, it... Everybody that has nothing to hide usually, you know, if they're a little frustrated, maybe they're a little frustrated, but is patient for the most part and they under and understanding, right? You know, if they're not understanding, I'm kind of wondering why, <laughs> right? I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, that's a red flag. I'm like, oh, I'm not going, you know, <laughs> like you can call as many guys as you want, right? Like I could call somebody to, you know, do anything, right? But whether whether they send somebody out or not is different, right? If I get called out and I and I don't like it, I'll just call the cops right there, you know, we'll call it in. So you'll but, follow your gut a lot of the time. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. We'll call it in and if it checks out, it checks out, but it's not going to be me checking it out. Yeah, <laughs> right. and if it checks out, it's great. Yeah, But if perfect. it doesn't, the cop is right there. Yeah, I don't, I, you know what I mean? You just kind of disengage at a certain point. And, oh, okay, yeah, got to take a phone call in the truck. You know, that's, I've never had to do it, but I, that's what I kind of what I'm thinking. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, you just kind of separate and then, you know, because you can't just be phoning right there, right? You know, yeah. but you got to kind of protect yourself as well, right? Like I've, I've talked to other locksmiths before and I'm like, well, you, you know, sometimes if you go out in the evening, you got to know who you're going to see, where you're going and, you know, all that type of somebody stuff. should know that you are going there. exactly too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I always let somebody know where, where I'm going, you know, it, it may not even actually have anything to do with the call itself, but now you're placed in that area where like, you know, who knows what could happen. And you know, that's what random, random events happen. That's, that's what it is. Right. It's, it's totally coincidental. And, and, uh, but yeah, ahead. yeah, you got to protect yourself and, you know, true, truthfully, like tools are valuable, right? So if somebody's going to try to take something from you, right? Or, you know, like that, I'm sure that uh, that's, you know, that's happened to guys too before, right? So, right. Cause they want those tools to get into other things. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you, you kind of are a target in a, in a sense, right? hundred percent. Yeah. So then what happened with that call? The door is open, cop shows up, you see pictures okay. on the mantle. What do they need you there for? Well, they just, it was pretty much over at, at that point. <laughs> like I, like we kind of had a little joke at the end and you know, they, they went on their way and I went on my way and everything was fine. But you know what I mean? Like I, I explained to them like, you know, no, I did my job. No, I, I checked. Oh wait, you opened the door for them. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I went and I went and attended this call and I opened the door for the family. Yeah. And then afterwards, like we were on the front step still. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah, we we're on the front step still. And then, and then, and then we were approached and I was like, oh, okay, well, the job had been done already. And I, like, I was just being paid. And then, uh, and then I was leaving. So we just, we just had a quick discussion, but it was thrilling to be <laughs> honest because I was like, wow, like, you know, this is, 
uh, you know, all this extra attention or whatever. But no, it does really make you, you know, as, as much as like I was still on guard or whatever, but it, it, it kind of makes you have that extra little, okay, you know, 100%, you, you got to be 100%. Well, you were surrounded yeah. by four armed humans. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> who, who may or may not think you did something wrong. Right? Yeah. Yeah, true. True enough, right? You know, like I did. their guards up. Mm-hmm. Well, they were. Yeah, I'm sure they were ready. Like, you know what I mean? They were. Well, what would make uh, it so there would be four instead of two? Well, they're, like the whole family, right? So there's like seven people there and then eight, probably me, right? You know, so they were numbered in a, in a sense. But, yeah. you know, it's 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 still... Like some of them were children, <laughs> but <laughs> right, they're still humans. We're still yeah. going to count them, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I think after, like, you know, they saw when they came and approached and they had realized, oh, okay, there's children here, there's the mom and then the kids. It, it seemed pretty obvious, right? But they still have to do their job, right? Yeah. So. I, you know, and, and, and they were good. Like we, we had a, like, you know, not a, not a joke about it after, but yeah, smiled and said goodnight <laughs> and we all went on our ways. Right. <laughs> but I'll never forget that one. That was definitely the, probably my most memorable one. Just, it was such a roller coaster for like, I thought it was going to be such a regular job. And then all of a sudden, Oh, you know, I'm getting questioned and I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, I'm getting questioned now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's my turn, right? Now it's my turn to get questioned. <laughs> yeah. How long did it take for you to feel you were getting the hang of this locksmithing thing? Oh, geez, a long time. Very long time. Yeah, I I still don't have the hang of some things, but uh, it's just like any anything, uh, you know, like carpentry. Uh, like, are you a finishing carpenter? Are you, you know, are you a framing houses type of carpenter? You know, there's different aspects, right? So you get good at, at certain things and, and then you kind of stick to them, right? What do you enjoy so, the most? Enjoy the most? Oh, I always like a good challenge for sure. Probably the, probably the, the big buildings, you know, you go and you're there for like a, you know, a week or something like that, or you just, you have to go to each individual door and change something. And then you have like a, like what you call a master key system, right? Or something like that. So you could, you could have a few keys opening, you know, say you had, uh, you know, Jay's office and Jerry's office and, you know what I mean? They have one door, they both come in and you can have one key that opens, you know, that door and then each individual office, but A and B office don't open each other. Right. So you can kind of, kind of work the key system that way. And it's, it's kind of, I think it's more, I think it's kind of fun. There's a lot of logistics involved then. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a little bit. So yeah. room A, room B, room C. Yeah. And then you have room A and C's key can open room B, but rooms A key can't open room C and room C key can't open room A. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have it on the ABC system or something like that, but generally you have like the A key and it'll open all the doors and then you'll give out, you know, kind of sub-level keys out to like your managers or you know, salespeople or whatever. So salespeople, maybe they just come in the front door. That's the only key they have. They, they got access to the building. They come in the front door, you know, check in for work and everything, but they can't get into like the, you know, the electrical room and the offices and stuff like that. How do you keep it all organized? You definitely have to write everything down. You have to write everything down. 
or else there's no way you're going to keep it organized. Yeah. I, I don't have that good of a memory, but uh, yeah, you have a chart, you know, and you, 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 you draw the whole building out and each door and label everything. And then, you know, you start with a blank piece of paper. And by the time the, you know, you've, you've kind of estimated everything that has to happen, it's full, you know, and you're kind of, okay, well, this is the job, right? And so then you, you, you just work off of that piece of paper, right? How much mental energy does it take you to write that all up? Oh yeah. Like there's a lot of concentration involved, right? Because you got to make sure what you're doing on paper is actually going to work out when you go there, right? So any little mistakes, you're not going to figure them out right away. You're going to see them when you're doing it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait. So, so yeah, there's a lot of challenges that, that, that can occur if you're not doing it properly. What's a big mistake you've made? Oh, like, uh, well, Friday afternoon, working Friday afternoon. That's, that's a big mistake I've made. (laughs) (laughs) Usually anything that can go bad goes bad Friday afternoon. So I'm like, yeah, that was a mistake. I should have just tried to take Friday afternoon off, but, uh, it's, uh, I don't maybe maybe a key didn't get cut correctly and you kind of want to finish finish the job and you got to finish it Friday and you got that one last thing you got to come back for on Monday, you know, and you're like, ah, you know, but there, there you go. You, you hopefully you've learned from your mistake a little bit, but you, but you've seen, and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, at some point uh, when you were drawing everything out or while you were cutting everything or putting everything together, something didn't work. So you're like, for myself, I'm always constantly redoing I'm in my head. I'm like, okay, so the next time I'm like, wait, I made that mistake last time. Don't do it again this time. And sometimes it could be a common mistake, you know, like just something really simple, just, you know, cutting one key incorrectly, you know. So how There's not happen, much room for error. <laughs> how would right? it happen that you'd cut a key incorrectly? Just like placing it on the key machine wrong or too fast or, you know, out of alignment in a, in a sense, right? Or, or maybe the key machine made a mistake. Maybe you're figuring out that you got to do a little bit of adjusting constantly. You got to constantly be calibrating these machines if they don't have a, a their own calibration system in place, right? So there's all these things you have to take into account. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, when you're really breaking it down. Yeah, when somebody phones me and asks me for that, that's that's literally what I have to make sure. Oh, I got to make sure everything's working correctly, everything's done correctly, and then it'll work. The the satisfying part is when everything does work and it works fluently, then you, you feel like, oh, A, your time was productive. You did well. You know, you've learned from some of your mistakes and, and oh, maybe you're, you're a little faster and you're getting better. You feel like your experience is going up. Yeah, and to the client or customer, it appears you've done nothing at all. You showed up and, uh-huh. oh, it's all done now. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, just you know, almost like a magic trick. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. But that magic trick took me however many years to perfect. Right. I, yeah, like uh, in, I think, 04. I think I got hired in 04. So I'm like in and out of the the lock, uh, lock and key industry for, for quite a few years now. So somebody actually asked me today, how long did it take you to do your course to do this? And I was like, 20 years. To be this good. 
<laughs> and they were like, okay. I Like the course doesn't mean anything really. Like it does, it means something, but it doesn't, just because you took the course doesn't mean you can go out and do the work. Like, like, like you could do it in your head, right? You could write everything down, but physically, can you do it? Can you physically do it? And that's, that's the thing. Like there, there's restraints, right? There's restraints. Can you like pick that lock open? What if that lock, like what if you picked a lock open 10 times before and now this one doesn't pick open? You're sitting there and they're sitting there and you're and you know, the job's kind of going awry in a sense because they're losing confidence in you and maybe you're sweating because it's hot or you're cold because it's cold, right? And these, these elements are, are, are kind of playing a factor in your, in, in your level of experience. Do you, do you have the experience to, to, to overcome them or is this something that you're just, you physically can't do? There's a lot of pressure in this industry then i well yeah i would say like you want to maintain a good name like you, you don't want to show up and just say oh, i can't do it right like that's not gonna get you repeat business <laughs> yeah and you want to make it look as if it was effortless yeah right in a sense like well i don't know if it was really really hard and i guess like you should like it's just showing it a little <laughs> bit right like you know but yeah maintain composure Right. You know, because there's no, even if like I was kind of saying a little bit before, like even if I'm getting frustrated at like, say I can't open the lock or it's not opening fast enough or something like that. I can't necessarily like show that because right. It, it, I think it kind of, it's, it's not the best experience. It's like, Oh, your guy, you know, it's like, you hired someone to mow your lawn and they're kicking the lawnmower in the front yard. Ah, you know, and you know, it's just totally not, not, not a good way to be. So you, you have to learn to, to kind of, or, or take a second or just like, you know, you know, as, as much as it's inconvenience to somebody, like maybe you got to check your phone for a second or that message that, you know, has been on the back of your head for, for four or five minutes, you know, maybe somebody, was, was is waiting for you to get back to them to for their schedule and so you're kind of like you're feeling a little bit of pressure just not even at the job but from like other sources of the job right but it'll so, leak into the current job you're doing it, it, well yeah any kind of pressure will definitely leak into some sort of physical uh like anything, anything that you're actually doing. Like yeah, but it, with this job, it seems there's more fine motor control involved. Yeah, there's so a you, lot of fine motor control. Yeah, yeah, so it's hand-eye coordination, really, right? Yeah, tension. We're not there to break in. You know what I mean? Like, because that's like we're breaking something now. Like, like anybody can run into a door and possibly open it, or you know what I mean? Like, now, now you're causing a lot of damage, right? And you're like, that's not what we're there for. We're there to fix anything that's broken, gain access is what we call it. I like to provide a little bit more service, like where if I see something that could be improved on, you know, I'll recommend it. You know, you don't, you don't have to get me to do it. You, if you can do it, great. If you have the capability, but maybe like I'll play billiards, right? And, uh, what people, what some of the older guys will, will kind of say is like, well, you, you, you won't know a shot until you've seen it. You could have everything lined up for you for this great shot, but you have no experience there 
you've never seen this done before. So unless you have that creative edge where you're figuring it out on the spot or you, or somehow, because there's breakthroughs like that all, all the time, but definitely it's easier if you've seen it done before. Or else it won't even register. Exactly, right? So something simple like having like a, like a door handle. It's wintertime and you got your mitts on and, and it's slipping. The door handle's slipping. You're like, oh, you got groceries in the one hand, you know, if I, if I see that, you know, I'll say, oh, well, maybe you should put on like a lever. You put on a lever, you got your groceries on the one hand, and you just push down on it, like with your wrist or your elbow. And if the door swings in, it'll just open for you. You don't actually have to grab and twist. And it was very funny how I realized this is I like, I, I knew they were easier and everything like, you know, but I didn't understand how much easier and how much of a benefit it could give to people. So I broke my wrist a long time ago. A small bone snapped. It's fine now. And uh, I had a cast on for the summer, which was fun. And uh, I literally couldn't hold a bag of chips in my hand. Wait, how'd you break your wrist? I was racing my child. Uh, I had my skateboard, which I'm older now. I don't skateboard anymore. And he's got a great story. I hope he hears this one. I offered to take his school bags, his books. He's got a f- bunch of heavy books in there because he's taking extra classes in grade five. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and it's weighing me down a little bit. He goes over to the other side of the sidewalk and we both are kind of like, we're ready to go, hey? So I, I jump on my board and I'm going, he's going. And I'm like, oh, he's quick. I'm like, I don't want him to you know, get me. And we, we separated because you know, I didn't want him running into me or whatever. I was like, we'll have a good little you know, race father-son race or whatever and I push 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 and my front foot had gotten a little too far forward and then I rolled over my other foot forcing my body to fall forward and then I was like oh protect your head and I was like oh that's a good idea but the wrist uh, took the fun the the punishment of the fall so I snapped that little wrist uh, bone in there and uh, as I was falling actually this is kind of funny part as I'm falling I look over to my child racing across on the other side of the street on the sidewalk. And he sees me falling and I'm like, it's like a slow motion moment, right? I'm like, oh, he's going to win. I'm falling. He just puts his head down and starts booking it. And I, and I just fall to the ground. I'm like, and he's gone. And I'm like, you know, good for him. He saw that opportunity and he took it. And he's like, no, you'll be fine. And I was like, I know it's fine. I made it home. He's like, oh, what happened? I was like, oh, I just fell. <laughs> He set you up. He gave you the book bag, yeah. the heavy books. Yeah, he knew. No, what was I, happen. I, I offered to take it. It was totally on me. I, oh, yeah, because he didn't want to race with the book bag. I was like, no, I'll take it. I was like, I still got this. I'll still, I'll still get you. So, yeah, we never raced like that again with books for sure. It'll throw you off. But getting back to the, the lever thing is, I couldn't even hold a bag of chips, like a bag of potato chips in my like. I was like, a plastic bag was like hard to pick up. That's what it felt like. Maybe it was, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it, it was definitely tough. So, and I had handles everywhere. <laughs> I couldn't even, like, I'm like, I my, it was just, it was terrible. It was a terrible ordeal. So I, I had these levers and I put them on. I just, I just put them all on the, on all the doors and it all of a sudden, like as my wrist got better, I just, I started to realize the functionality of it and how much 
easier it was every single day I was opening my bedroom, my bathroom, my front, my back. Like how many times you open your door every day, right? And I was like, this is something I could recommend to other people now because not only I, I, I've tested it, I totally believe in it. And, and it is, it works. Like people will come back to me and be like, yeah, no, that was totally works. Yeah. Like then they're happy. Right. And that's, that's kind of like, no matter what you are doing in your job, like should make sure that you're, you know, you're making, you know, your customers happy, right. By, you know, doing the best job that you can. If they can't see the, you know, something like that, because a, like I do with it all the time and B, I hope nobody has to break their wrist to realize this. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. But that's added uh, value though. Yeah, it's added value, right? Exactly. So when I see something like that, then you know, I try to point it out, right? And it's it's kind of getting back to the, if if you can't if you've never seen it done before, or maybe you were doing it all another way the whole time, you know, it, it's 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 just nice that uh you know somebody will point that out. And if if you if your ears open, you know, you you pick up on it pretty quick. And you know, small investments sometimes you know, turn into, you know, great things. Yeah. We used to have levers. I changed them to knobs. Did you? Because my cat can open levers. Your cat? <laughs> yeah. And see, okay, so <laughs> see, the, the big dogs also can too, right? Right? So there are the right, the pros and cons, right? No, I'm so, not saying anything yeah. against your story. I think no. I'm dreaming about yeah. levers. I'm drooling over here about the levers. And then I think, I can't have them yet. No, no. There, yeah, there are old backs. If I see the big dog, I'm like, I don't know if it's going to work here. <laughs> I may not say anything, right? <laughs> but if you say you were like an elderly person, maybe I would, I would probably say something, right? Absolutely. You know, so, you know, you use your own discretion, right? In a sense too, yeah. right? Yeah. But the levers do work. They do. Absolutely work. Yeah. yeah. You And your cat is special because not all cats can do that. That's awesome. Right? Don't let them hear that. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. yeah a little ego boost there. Yeah, for sure. So what are some other things you'll add to a home to make it a little easier or more secure? If you don't have a deadbolt on the door, I would say definitely put a deadbolt on the door. Like if your garage doesn't have a deadbolt, just has a little handle, call somebody or, or take it on yourself. Uh, definitely will increase security. Those three inch screws that are mounted in the strike plate and and pushed back into the stud uh, of the wall will prevent, you know, the door from being kicked in very easily. So um, those are all important things, <laughs> you know, and I think a lot of people have valuable things in their garage, like, you know, their bicycle or their lawnmower, or, you know, things that they're going to want, not maybe, maybe not high value, but not want to replace. You want to protect that stuff. So, you know, whoever that, uh, you know, decide to, you know, kind of prey on, on on easy easy things like that is you know they'll look for things you know like like a door that's not very you know that's slightly open or or they'll just check the handle and or they'll look for, oh they have a deadbolt ah no we're gonna go to somewhere that doesn't right you yeah. want to add a little more friction to their breaking in journey then well yeah you want to you want to create as many obstacles as possible right you know because nobody wants to live in Fort Knox but in the same sense you don't want anybody just to be able to like walk right in, right? Yeah. So there's a fine line. So you've been doing this for almost 20 years. How has the technology advanced since you started? There's a lot out there. And I, I haven't really gone to a lot of the conventions that are down in the States. And they have a lot of technologies. 
the key system though is is very is it's it's old like you know like it's been around for a really long time you know it, for the last 30 years it's probably stayed very very the same you know lots of uh companies have tried to kind of change little things and found out that it's just it's you know the mechanics of it you know it's it's just not as durable they haven't really found like anything to kind of replace the key right you know and in 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 a sense you know if you have a card or a phone access to your house all the time like there i think there's limitations on on there's there's pros and cons for that the con is you lose your phone and now you can't get in or something you know what i mean Th- something like that maybe you have a code or whatever and you i think all of us have been brought up to to have a key you know you got a key for your house or a key for your garage everyone has a key right but they know that you know you lose that and you're not going to be able to get in very easily right so you have to uh kind of respect you know your property right and not just like throw it everywhere or lose it or something like that right so you, it teaches a sense of responsibility to somebody as well i think to have know. that key yeah and know that it, there's power in that key yeah like um, know that like you're gonna have to answer to your parents if you lose the ninth key they're not gonna be happy with you right you know <laughs> we've rekeyed our house a few times now i need you to stop losing the yeah. keys <laughs> most of the parents they don't do that they're just like yeah we'll just get you another one <laughs> right yeah because it's just you know you try not you know maybe don't put uh your name and address with the key you know or with any of your keys you know that's it's always something that you know make it your own you know code or something because you know if you lose that or kid loses that then you know it, it creates access but if you just had a key out on the street you know yeah. no you you're not gonna be able to do anything with it you know like totally yeah. what's your favorite tool that you have favorite tool oh i don't know i haven't really played with uh, a couple of the tools i bought recently so i think they're going to be up there on my favorite list here so yeah just uh, just a couple of key machines to uh cut certain cut some high security keys and stuff we'll be playing with so whoa what's the difference between a high security key and a regular key a regular key is just something you'd be able to get at a hardware store or home depot or somewhere like that and then a restricted key would be like a locksmith uh, would would grant somebody access to that key blank so you have a a lock for your apartment the front door of the apartment building it's uh, you you have 20 units but you don't want everybody else to have a key so you get a restricted key there's only 20 keys out there you can't go anywhere and get that key made like you can't go to a hardware store and get the key made it's specially made specially sold just to them and then and then cut specially for them and then if they need more they have to come back like the rest of the people in the apartment building can't get a key cut so they have to come back to the uh, administration or, or where whoever management and, and and they have to come and get a key so only only certain people are allowed to like come and get the key cut so that's a unique blank yeah to that building only yes exactly yeah that's a good way of saying it. and you make these nope so like we'd buy that we'd buy it from the from the from the brand or whichever brand it's going to be we'd, Okay, and yeah, they make like it a, specifically, this yeah. is it, and they have the number yeah. 
to guarantee that this is the only 20 keys available. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or there's like, like you can get your own key or there's like a group of keys, right? Like, like they, they make that blank, but it's only sold to locksmiths, right? So you'd have to buy it from a locksmith. But if, if another locksmith sold, sells you that key and then they have the same account, you know, they're going to get that account taken away. They're not going to be able to do that anymore. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really frowned upon, you know, if you get caught doing it, then you're out, you know? So it's, it's, uh, so, you know, we all respect each other's, you know, space in the industry like that. Right. So yeah. yeah you're so not going to cut somebody's lawn or anything. No, exactly. Right. So you just, yeah. Oh, well, you got to go back, you know, whoever's key it is, you got to go back and see them. Yeah. So there's actually honor among the locksmiths. Then. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, some of us talk, some of us talk, some of us don't talk, you know, um, you know, it all depends. Like, you know, sometimes I'm like, why are you here? He's like, why are you here? I'm like, and then you look at the customer, why did you call two people to be here? And then they're like, you know, <laughs> I don't know what they say, but it's annoying. <laughs> at that point, we're both annoyed. <laughs> so you've been called to some places where there's multiple locksmiths there? Well, yeah, or they're not getting it. one guy's not somebody's not getting it done fast enough, so they they call you in, and you're kind of like, "Well, I didn't know that you were here." Oh, <laughs> right. Well, why would I go if I knew somebody else was there? You know what I mean? Like, you should always, add that to the checklist. It's it's oh yeah yeah. You should call somebody <laughs> if you called anybody else. Some yeah, is there a yeah. locksmith present there at this moment? <laughs> That's you know usually you I I've had people like beep in where. Like you're taking the general information, it seems very similar, and then you ask them, like, "Is anyone else calling about this at the same time?" And they're like, "Yes." And I'm like, "Okay." So, tell them not. I'm not calling them back because I've already right. You know what I mean? Like you kind of wait. Like so maybe two people called you for the same location. Yeah, you yeah, because sometimes maybe you can't get a hold of somebody. So they're just calling everybody. Right. And you're kind of flustered. You're maybe panicking. Right. So they're, and, and then you have two different entities phoning. Right. So they're not communicating to each other. They're just trying to get somebody. Somebody is you cause you're answering your phone. Right. So it's, you know, it, the, that part, you, it, it can be funny, you know, <laughs> at, at times. Right. And then it all depends on the person. Right. You know, yeah, but you're seeing people, in high stress situations because they've lost their keys sometimes yeah and there may be a deadline to get in right your dog's in there or your cat's in there or something right or you're on vacation and you know you you left a key for somebody but you left the wrong key for your dad or you know or something like that and now he's locked out and your pet's in there yeah. Yeah. So there there are a various amount of situations that can occur. And it's all random, right? Like I said, like nothing really is the same. You know, it is the same, but it's different in a way. You know, there's so yeah, many different What's a elements. terrible day for you at work then? Oh, like just yeah, like people canceling and then or like you know, maybe the lock doesn't open or something like that, you know, or uh, it's 40 below out, <laughs> you know, and you have to go outside for an extended period of time or something like that, or, or doors broken and it needs to be fixed like right then and there. And, 
So, so you'll fix the door itself, or what are we talking about here? Uh, not really. Like, yeah, it all depends. Like, you know, or maybe a hinge broke or something like that. So you got to put a new hinge on, or um, you know, maybe the lock failed in some way. So you got to put a new new lock on or something like that. And um, yeah, some of these locks have multiple pieces to them, right? So it's I just say a lock, but you know, you, there there could be a fair amount of of work involved just to take it off the door and put it back on or something like that. What was that non-durable one you were talking about? Oh, the smart lock. Yeah. I think that's, I think we kind of like, uh, I just, yeah, I just, I find like, so what's a smart lock? It's just a name for it. Really? It's just, uh, it's like the, the wiser, uh, brand for it now. And they're just, they're just not like, I really liked them. They were built in Canada for a long time. But now they're not, and just quality has just gone down. And you know, the, like everyone, it's got a really strong name, just not the quality is just not there. So, what's the supposed benefit of this smart lock? So you could change the key yourself very easily, right? It's it's kind of like a user friendly change the key. They put it out there to be convenient, you know what I mean? And I think they're they're kind of building it cheaper, so and people are still buying it. So why change residential? There's not a whole lot of, you know, guys on the market like, you know, the big brand names, it's kind of like a car company, you know, there's only a few. You're really limited to, to what you can really get unless you want to like search, search online, you know, go into other countries and stuff like that. And then, then you want to retrofit things. And like, you know, if you buy stuff that's made in Germany or made in Italy, Right, it's going to be probably more durable. I got gotcha. mm-hmm. So location specific. What are the best practices then when you look at a home? How can you tell if it's secure? Are your doors in good condition? Like if your doors falling off the hinges, maybe it's time to put some uh, some work into that. Do you have good locks on there? Or do they look kind of rusty or tarnished, or do they work really well? Like you have trouble sometimes. Uh, locks can fail, right? You know, and then all of a sudden you know, your security is breached, right? Your lock has failed, right? You never know when it's going to fail. You know, quick couple little things you you look for. If your place isn't kept very well, then, you know, people assume, you know, you don't take care of your stuff. Oh. Yeah. What did you overlook in the beginning? Ooh, good question. Maybe just like uh, the sheer volume of work that could be, be out there for, for a guy. Like you go, say you, you go down to like Vegas or something and, they got a hotel and now you're, you, you, you do the hotel or something, you know what I mean? You'd be there for a month or a couple months or six months. Like that'd be a pretty good job. The big surprise is like how hard it is to get out, to, to get those, you know what I mean? Like you gotta be, you gotta have the money for the jobs. You gotta have, you know, international experience. Definitely. I thought when I first got hired, it was just, you know, kind of little, little things. Oh yeah, just this or that. And as I'm kind of talking, it is just kind of this or that, but, uh, you take a big step back and you realize that you, what, how, how many, how many doors do you take care of? You got a front door, you got a side door here. Oh, well, right. Yeah. I put locks on my doors. Right. But then like you had a shed or garage door too. Right. Yeah. And then maybe somewhere at work or something like that, you're taking care of a couple more doors what i'm saying by that is like there's a lot of people in the world and then you times that by how many doors there are right so, you know there's there's a fair amount of things to do right you know like you're, you're just one person you're hiring me but you but you're gonna hire me to do like 10 doors 
person. Oh, because there's so many doors in everybody's life. Exactly. Right? Like maybe that's something I definitely overlooked. Uh, you know, just as a younger kid, you don't you don't really think about like, oh yeah, you know, I don't like you know, how does how do, you know how does any industry work that you don't really know about, right? You know, you, you you're like, oh, like water is one of them. Like people don't think like, oh, you know, plumbing's a big industry or something like that, but it's a huge industry. Some of you told me that, you know, water never stops running. Yeah. And if it does, there's a huge problem. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just an endless amount of work, right? But you wouldn't really think about like, you know, the infrastructure and then, you know, down to like, you know, the finishing and that, and that just goes for any trade. Yeah. You know, there's just, there's different sections in the trade, right? Where, where, where guys focus on. Yeah. Yeah. How are you recharging or getting your focus back on the job? Oh, right. You, I think you just, you think about why you're doing it. Why do I have a job right now? You know, lots of people will say, well, I got to pay my bills. Or they have a job because they want to teach their family what it's about. They want to teach their family that, you know, maybe not everything is given to you in life and you have to work for it. So you, that means you have to, get up every morning means you have to go get frustrated at your job for some reason. And that means you have to get paid. So you have to finish the job because you're not getting paid if you don't finish. So now you're on the spot and you got to think about why you're actually doing this. And then you hopefully like I like I'm doing it for the for the for the check or for the money or whatever it is for sure like everybody else but I'm also doing it for another reason which is to to show you know my family like hey if you want to achieve anything then you need to work you need to go out there and it doesn't like I'm saying work in a very broad casual term but like you got to focus you got to have determination skill effort, motivation, like there's a number of, of, of words that you have to have. But when you get hired by somebody, I feel like the bars dropped quite a bit. Like people don't expect as much from people anymore. If you get hired at a minimum wage job or whatever, take this for instance, this, this, this kid at, uh, at Rona, I'm picking up some, some home renovation material. And uh, he's got to come out and load the truck. And he says to me, I'm the customer. He says to me, oh, this isn't my job. In my head, I was like, well, it took you long enough to get out here. I'm sure it isn't. What I told him was, I said, you work here, right? And he was like, yeah. I was like, so your job's to do whatever they tell you to do. And that's to load my truck with the cabinets right now. And I don't think he liked hearing that, but... I made sure they worked and they loaded the cabinets up the way I wanted to because that's the expectation that I have of him working for that company, right? But it's also the expectation you have of yourself Oh, you're at the job. Yeah. So you transfer that over oh. where, hey, I have pride in my job. I want to leave a clean space when I'm done. I want to yeah. see if I can leave it better. Let me give you some improvements you could do. Yeah. So you're it, taking it to that further degree. And, 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 and like, it's not like what I was like, they were asking him to clean the toilet, you know, or something like that. Like this was definitely within the range of work that he was hired for. You know what I mean? Like I can understand saying no 
if you get hired as a dishwasher and they're like making you to clean the bathroom, it's like, well, I, I wanted to know that before I said yes to the job and B just because the janitor isn't here doesn't mean that I should have to do it because I'm the lowest of the totem pole. But if I've got pride in my work, you know, they treat me well, like I'm doing this kind of as a favor because I, you know, I'm a hard worker then maybe I would do it. But if you come to me, I I don't think I would do it, you know? So the, the, there is, there's fine lines with this, but... You felt you that know, that was under the umbrella oh, absolutely. of his responsibilities. Absolutely, for sure. So like, and, and that's the thing, like when I was younger, like you were expected to work until the job was done. Like that was when you said you were able to stop or break and there was no phones to get updated on your friends and where they were or what your family was doing and your 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 boss would be pissed if your mom was calling the work phone office and saying that there's supper ready at five like you'd be fired (laughs) so I think the expectation has definitely been lowered. And I'm not sure if we, if we don't get rid of the phones uh, that we're ever going to get it back because like it's just too much of a distraction. And, and I'm a, a total hypocrite right now because I have a phone and, and, I, and I do go on it sometimes. I'll play chess. Oh, you know, and that could be a distraction. But I also know when to put it away. And I also can put it away. And I could put it away for longer if I needed to. The restraints of, of owning a business is being accountable for, for what you're supposed to be doing and being reliable for what you're supposed to be doing. So you're, you do have to be on the phone. There's so many people have different ways of communicating now that there's multiple, like just on that one device, it's not just a phone call. It's, it's, it's a message. Oh, it's a message on what platform am I getting messaged on? Now I have multiple messages on multiple platforms and I have to check them all and, and make sure that, you know, I'm getting back to people. And in my opinion, if I'm at work, that better be all work related. Because if you're doing all that while well, you're supposed to be at work. Yeah. You got to check yourself when you're at work. Then. Yeah. yeah. Like how, how, how can I be a hundred percent on everything while I'm doing all that stuff? But your attention's getting pulled in all these directions. Yeah. So I, I can't, I can't, I can't have all these people, you know, distracting me or whatever. Like I need to be focused on my job because that's what I'm doing right now. I think that will sway a lot of young people out of my industry because they won't be able to take it. Oh, because you need that extended focus yeah. while you're doing it and that perseverance because... Yeah. You're not getting paid you're not unless getting you paid. open that lock. You're not getting paid. And your boss is going to be pissed if you show up to a bunch of jobs and you're not able to perform. You're going to get fired. So you can't perform. You have lack of experience. You're no value. You don't have value now. Now you're losing your value. It's not a good thing. Yeah. And you get tested every time you get called. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's your phone's ringing. You never know who's on the other end, yeah. right? You know? What's the biggest lesson it's taught you? You don't have to say yes to every job. You can say no. You're allowed to say no. That's okay. If it's not in your range, there's going to be somebody else that can fill those shoes. Say, you didn't want to load my truck with the cabinets. Quit. Move on. That's not for you. That's fine. And nobody should 
make you feel bad for that. But you, what you do is you got to move on to something else. You can't just sit and think that somebody else is going to load the truck for you. And then you're still going to get paid. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't open the door. I don't need to pay you. Yeah. I'm pay the guy to open the door. Exactly. Right? When did you learn that it's okay to say no to a job? Oh, like at the beginning they told me. They were like, no, no. I was like, why don't you do that? No. You know, if the, it boiled down to like, if, if, if the money wasn't there, like in in a, in a store, like, you know, if you had to, uh, spend $80 worth of labor to fix a $20 part, you're going to charge them $80 still, and they're not going to be happy with you. So they just said, just, just, just don't do it. Just, you know, just duck out, focus on the things that you can do. Like every business, they're never going to do every single job. There's lots of limitations. Like you go to the grocery store. It's like, well, then you don't have this. I have to go to a different grocery store. What? <laughs> You're a grocery store. <laughs> yeah, they can't be at our whim though, or beck and call. Right? No, store. no, yeah. exactly. Right. So, yeah. yeah, there's limitations. Right. So, um, yeah, it was a good lesson to, to learn. Like, yeah, you don't have to say yes to every job. And you spell out those limitations to the customer or client. Sometimes, if there's time providing, or if it's just like. Sorry, I don't provide that service. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sorry, can't help you. You know, or maybe I'm out of town or something like that. Just answering my phone and they need somebody right away and I can't be there. Yeah. Or somebody called me from, uh, I don't know, I've gotten calls from like, yeah, like other surrounding cities, right? And I'm like, what city are you in? And I'm like, well, that's like two and a half hours away. I was like, well, well, I'm not coming. You know, and it's self-explanatory. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm not showing up. And they're like, yeah, okay. Right? You know, so you yeah. never know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's ever-changing. You, you it, don't know what that it, call is going to yeah. be. You, you, I like, I just took one in. I took all the information. And I was like, perfect. Yeah, we could do this. And I'm like, what's your address? And then they gave me an address I didn't recognize. And I was like, what city are you in? And I was like, well, I'm in Saskatoon. And they were like, <laughs> Well, I guess you, I guess you're not coming. I was like, no, not coming. <laughs> right, but it's kind of funny. Like it's, yeah, a, it's an understanding, like mutual. Like you know, it's not <laughs> uh, nothing against you. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Well, Will, is there anything I haven't asked you? Oh, uh, yeah. There, sure. There's a few things, but we could save it for another time, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Well, should we call it? Mm-hmm.